Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. navigating the minefield of leases so there's gross leases net leases double net and triple net leases so which one do you have and which one is worth the most in this market when you're looking at buying commercial property join me at this upcoming podcast and i'll share with you and go through with you the differences in all the leases and how they're valued in the market commercial leases not all the leases are made the same you see Back in the day where people first started putting leases together, the big corporations and the brand name tenants started with what's called a triple net lease. Now, a triple net lease is everything in the outgoings plus structural and capital works and maintenance of the property. Now, over time, leases have changed. As times change and you have different types of tenants coming into the market, different types of property, and that over time, instead of tenants signing longer and longer leases, tenants have actually started the trend to sign shorter and shorter leases, and they start to strip out some of the things that they start to pay for. So instead of a triple net lease, We've gone to a double net lease, to a normal net lease, and to finally a gross lease. So there are all sorts of leases now in the marketplace. And the leases, once they're set, you as the purchaser, if you're buying a property that is tenanted and set and forget, cannot go and change those leases. So you have to abide by the terms of the lease. So you have to know your leases. And this is why it's important to identify the different type of leases so you know what you're for and what you have signed up for when you have a lease in place and you're taking over a or buying a property because when you go forward and you come to the option period that lease continues and it's not until you negotiate a new lease can you change the term of the lease as well and remember changing the terms of the lease especially if your tenant has been on a really good run or good wicket doesn't mean that they actually want to take up a lease with different terms because at the end of the day if they've been on a lease that they haven't paid outgoings well why should they start paying outgoings now why would they want a net lease so you've got to ask yourself these questions when you're looking at a a property to purchase it doesn't mean that a gross lease is bad it just means that you as the landlord is paying the outgoings but ultimately all commercial properties are purchased on a net rent anyway so you just got to make sure when you do your due diligence to take away all of the outgoings so let's get started triple net lease so a triple net lease is a lease that has the tenant paying all of the outgoings. So firstly, all of the outgoings that is just normal are, are your rates, your uh, insurance or body corporate or strata fees if you are buying a property in a strata complex or uh, it may be just insurance for the building. So it depends on which type of property you're buying and your tenants will pay for some of the water uh, rates as well and of course their own usage. So that's your standard outgoings. On top of that, sometimes they will pay management fees. Sometimes they won't depending on the type of tenant or how it's negotiated in the first place. On top of that, to make it a triple net lease, uh, your tenant pays for structural, which means that there is damage if there is damage to the roof, the building itself, or uh, there is leak, they fix all of that. 
and also maintenance which means there's garden and uh, the property itself so if the property has a car park and if they have a garden then that they maintain all of that uh, because they've taken essentially the whole premise and so effectively as a landlord you do absolutely nothing and really there's no due diligence to do because your tenant's taking care of everything you just got to make sure that they're up to date with their maintenance and their structural works so that you don't inherit a whole lot of them when the lease expires now that's very very common these type of leases with properties that are uh, that are say childcare properties or properties that are um, petrol station properties properties that are particular or specialized in nature because you as a landlord cannot easily fix that property the property is so specialized to the tenant that they know the inner workings of the property so for example if you were responsible for the structural property issues of a petrol station, does that mean you have to fix the tanks? Well, you as a landlord, how can they expect you to fix the tanks where you know nothing about it? Uh, likewise, if they want you to refurbish their browsers or their canopy or they want you to refurbish their convenience store, well, you're not really in the business of a petrol stations. How can you do that? Likewise, with a childcare, you, they might want you you know, refurbish uh, the, the landscaping for them or a particular play area well how would you know that so that's why it's a triple net lease it's actually set in place for particular type of tenants and there could be logistic tenants so for example cold storage is a classic example if a tenant is in manufacturing they need particular type of cold storage they're going to be responsible for it because that type of maintenance and exactly what they need is very specific to their business it also happens in some heavy industrial uh, tenants because their equipment is so needs to be superimposed onto the actual property and the structure of the property and it's all fitted into one so they can't expect you to maintain it so in that case it becomes a triple net lease but what is more common in this marketplace is either a net lease or a double net lease so a double net lease is one tier down from a triple net lease and what that is is all of your normal outgoings which is remember the rates your insurance or body corporate or strata um, water and utilities uh, and on top of that management fees and land tax so but land tax on a single holding basis so the property itself how it's assessed for this land value not when it's lumped together with you and your other in other properties in that entity so a single if it's applicable to land tax then the tenant will pay for that as well so land tax management fees make it a double net lease so again send and forget for you but you do need to do due diligence around how the structural work is going on that property and whether uh, the property is sound or not and you do need to do pest and building reports on that property as part of your due diligence leading on to that one further tier down and this is becoming quite the norm in the industry and quite common what you will see is what we call a normal let lease a normal let lease means that all of the normal outgoings have been paid for by the tenant. So a normal net lease is where just your rates, so your council rates, water rates, and some utilities are being paid. So obviously your tenant's own usage are paid, but just utilities, there's extra charges for sewerage and infrastructure charges. And of course, insurance for the building or body corporate or strata fee. So the um, 
Plus, most of the time, you know, eight, maybe 60, 70% of the time, you'll get management fee thrown into that as well. So that is your normal net lease. So it excludes land tax and definitely structural costs. So that means that you have to make sure what entity you're holding the property in so that you're not incurring land tax or if you decide that you're happy to pay land tax to because you want it to be part of a particular entity that you know that's going to reduce your net yield but it won't be only individually to you not to the general public so if it was advertised as seven percent or eight percent for you might be six and a half because of the land tax and that's entirely your choice so so you can have a look at that situation, your situation, and decide whether you actually want to buy that property in your entity or in a separate entity where you could reduce land tax. And that's why land tax is not often the chosen uh, the, the chosen outgoings that tenants like to pay for, uh, especially when you get to mum and dad type of tenants where you've got the hairdresser or the beauty therapist, the takeaway shop. They really mind paying someone else's land tax because and also structural works because they feel like you know it's not their building so it's up to you to take care of it and it's you're working more hand in hand with the tenant rather than it all being the tenant as well and finally we get to the last type of lease a gross lease so a gross lease is a higher amount that your tenant usually pay so instead of your tenant paying uh, for a net rent say let's just hypothetically say $30,000 a year and then they pay additional outgoings which may be 10 your tenant is potentially paying $40,000 instead of $30,000 plus $10,000 outgoing or potentially your tenant might actually be paying $42,000 gross so usually gross leases might sit a little bit Bit higher to accommodate for the outgoings that the vendor or the landlord needs to pay so they may sit a little bit higher but it often is for the type of tenant who for example a travel agency or a tenant that is a say a fast food takeaway shop so maybe a kebab shop maybe a little cafe um, someone who is perhaps a startup tenant that is looking to just understand their cost they're not a sophisticated tenant like an accountant or a lawyer and they just want to know exactly how much they need to generate and pay per month so that that they can get uh, so they can get the revenue into their business pay that and they know that's taken care of they don't want unexpected surprises they don't want to be hit with a, an outgoings uh, bill they don't want to be hit with like a, a special levy they don't want to be hit with anything that is untoward so they can really budget for their business and it's really important for a startup and you often find startups have what we call a gross lease but ultimately whether you have a triple net lease a double net a normal net lease or a gross lease Everything reduces to the net lease amount, so the net amount that your tenant is paying in rent this current year, and the cap rate in the market is applied to that to get to the sale price of the property. So say your tenant is paying $35,000 net rent plus $10,000 in outgoings, the yield or the cap rate is still worked on the 35000 which is the same if your tenant was paying $50,000 gross rent, but when you work back all the outgoings, they end up at $35,000 net. The sale price for both of these properties are actually exactly the same. Uh, it's still a 7% yield, going to be $500,000 for the property that is net, $35,000 plus outgoings to the property that is gross, as long as it comes down to the same net 
rent. So if you are buying your first commercial property and you're getting into the market uh, and you're, you're trying to understand which one of the leases should be right for you, just look at the net return because at the end of the day, it's a net return, the net yield that is the most important because from there you can work backwards to your cash flow by taking out your mortgage and working how much money you put into your pockets because at the end of the day, it's always about how much money you put into your pockets. So when you are going out there, looking for a property don't don't confuse yourself trying to understand if this is a net lease or a gross lease just view it as what exactly is my net return how much is it going into my pocket is that going to be good enough leverage for my money if it is then i'm going to do the deal i'm going to put the property under contract and do my due diligence and finance if it's not then i'm going to look for another deal but if you want to understand a little bit more about how those leases work, the different tenants, then uh, then that's where the understanding of the gross lease, the net lease, the triple net lease and the double net lease comes into play. That's a little bit more technical in the market and it's a bit more technical jargon. But ultimately in the market, a brand name tenant with a triple net lease is traded or sold uh, as we call it, traded or sold at a much lower yield, so a much lower return. So let's take this example. Let's say you have a mum and dad takeaway shop who is paying $35,000 in net rent and they are um, they're just they might have been in the premise for maybe 10 years and they're just in the middle of a five-year lease and they still got three or four years to go on that lease so they've been trading well pay their rent on time and that's and the cap rate let's say in the market is seven percent so that property is worth five hundred thousand it's worth five hundred thousand dollars today it's worth five hundred thousand dollars a month ago it's worth five hundred thousand dollars six months ago provided there was no rental increase once the rent goes up a little bit the, the value might go up so long as the market stays at 7%, the tenant, that type of tenant is going to be a 7% yielding tenant um, any day of the week. However, let's imagine instead of that takeaway shop we've put in um, next door, we had a subway and they're still paying $35,000 in net rent. So exactly the same rent as this tenant, as the mum and dad takeaway shop. The subway, because of the brand and perhaps their are uh, they're paying $35,000 net, but it's a triple net lease for them. So they will pay for maintenance, even though it's a strata property, so there's not really going to be maintenance, uh, that much maintenance. But let's say they're paying for maintenance. Let's say they're paying for any structural costs. So uh, essentially, in a strata complex, it's not that much structural costs. You know, they just pay the body corporate, which includes some of the, the, the sinking fund, the maintenance fund. And uh, they're paying for management fees, which, you know, a mum and dad takeaway shop could also be paying for as well. But that tenant being a subway tenant, a brand name tenant on a triple net lease, and let's say they're still on the same lease five years, they've been there for 10 years, they've, they're in the middle of five years, exactly comparing apples with apples, five year lease, that in the market will sell at a much sharper, or we say a much smaller, um, so more decreased yield so if the cap rates at seven the subway could be selling right next door for something like five and a half percent rather than a seven percent yielding tenant which means that if you were looking at purchasing the subway property uh, over the the tenant who is the everyday mum and dad at instead of paying seven percent uh, and buying that property of 500000 you will now need to buy this property with the subway tenant for $636,000. So an extra 
so an extra hundred and and thirty uh hundred and thirty six thousand dollars compared to what you were paying before so that having a brand name tenant even though they're on exactly the same leases, just the fact they've been on brand name tenant uh, and that the fact that they pay all the outgoings, even though the mum and dad might also, and the land tax might not be applicable because it's a small premise uh, and they both pay management fees, just the fact that that, that is uh, viewed as a triple net lease in the industry and it's a brand name tenant, you are going to be paying more for that tenant. So you'll pay a hundred over 136000 for that. So in comparison, you'll be paying almost 22% more for that property compared to mum and dad. Now, personally, myself, I would go with a mum and dad tenant because I would rather have that extra cash flow and pay less for that premise and that property and know that later on, if that mum and dad didn't wasn't going to be there, then I sell that property to someone else or continue to be there or I could change that into a different type of tenant. Um, and that is the nature of commercial property, that you will have tenants that change. You might have tenants that stay for 20 years and change. So, But it's also about the versatility. But I'd rather pay $500,000 for that property with that tenant, knowing that's the market rate and that I'm going to clear potentially $10,000 more in cash flow then go for the subway tenant and are paying uh, 22% higher and having a lower cash flow just for the brand name and just because I think it's more secure. Because end of the day, we're in this market where we have seen brand name tenants come and go. We have seen brand name tenants collapse over one quarter or two quarters. So I don't feel that they're as... Uh, as solid as they used to be back five years ago, back seven years ago, back 10 years ago, banks, uh, insurance companies, medical centers, uh, and, um, and even post offices were the ones you invest in. Well, today, post offices are getting smaller. Um, they're becoming obsolete in the market. Uh, they are they are shrinking and taking small leases. So is so is banks. They're getting rid of most of their service centres and uh, they're shrinking the ATMs. So you really got to look at it. Is a brand name tenant as valuable as they still make out to be compared to a normal everyday tenant that is going to deliver you higher returns? And when you look at that tenant you can help you to understand that they're going to just have a normal lease which is your your normal net lease they're not going to have the triple net lease but sometimes you may not need the triple net lease especially if you're buying a strata property especially if you're buying property that's sub one mill where it's going to be underneath the land tax threshold anyway and that there's very if the property is very newly built and have very simple fit out and very simple building um, it's unlikely to have huge maintenance costs as well if you do the correct uh, research when you buy the property it should set you up for uh, for the long term so that you can continue to buy without having worried about really needing the triple net lease but at the end of the day which tenant you decide which tenant is right for you uh, it really depends on your risk profile and the kind of security you're looking for so if you're looking for someone to help you through that process mentor you through it and really give you the right advice to buy your first commercial property reach out to me at helentarrant.com and email me at helen at commercial property cash flow so that's helen at commercial property cash flow all one word dot com dot au and uh, let's get on a strategy session and i'll personalize that for you until next time i'll see you in the next broadcast and don't forget to keep hunting 
You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.